from Casa de Esperanza's National Latino Network. I'm Marisa Kurtz, and this is Conversations Over Cafecito. In celebration of Mother's Day, we have invited members of our staff and network to reflect on their experiences having or being a mother and or a mothering figure, and how that has impacted their work supporting women and girls. This week, we have a collection of stories focusing on motherhood, the good, the challenging, and those that fall in between. People will share moments of struggle, sadness, joy, and hope, which some may find difficult to hear. From wherever you're listening, thank you for tuning in to Conversations Over Cafecito. Adrienne Todella spent her childhood in the Visayas region of the Philippines, living with her family in an expansive garden. She didn't know it at the time, but spending her days tending to this garden with her mom would change her life. Mama was a perfectionist. She had a green thumb and kept a beautiful garden teeming with only the best that tropical soil could cultivate. I grew up running barefoot and laying down in a carpet of Bermuda grass, eating guava freshly picked from the tree next to me, and all the while enjoying the perfumes of the orchids, bougainvilleas, hibiscus, and her favorite rosebush. Even with her lively garden mostly surviving the hot and dehydrating summer afternoons in the Philippines, it was our ever-fruitless avocado tree that was the one anomaly of her green standard. One summer day, when I was 10, my mom decided to smoke the avocado tree, as suggested by my grandfather, who was an expert gardener. The plan was to build a bonfire at the foot of the tree so that the smoke could rise up and envelope the leaves and the flowers. Apparently, smoking it would induce the tree to grow flowers healthy enough to bear fruit. I remember that this sounded like the biggest adventure any 10-year-old could dream of, and I felt so excited that my mom trusted me to assist. With my little brother as the extra helper, we built two fat mounds of dead leaves and twigs by the trunk. Mom lit one of the mounds, brought over a bucket of water, and gave specific instructions. Det, one of my many nicknames, if the bonfire is running out, add three handfuls to it from the other pile. Don't put too much at once because it would create flames rather than smoke. And we only want smoke for the tree, not flames. If the bonfire gives off flames, sprinkle a little water over it to douse them. Finish the second pile and put the entire bonfire out with the remaining water. And watch out for my rose bush. With a trusting nod, she left me in charge as she went to make dinner. I turned back around to face the smoking avocado tree, feeling so proud that she believed in me. For a few moments, my brother and I sat cross-legged on the grass, looking intently after the smoke. But then we got bored. So we picked up sticks and became sword fighters instead. We got caught up in the act that my dramatic self thought it would be a great idea to add flames in the background. The color of the flames matching the setting sun. How cool would that be? My brother was actually the one who hesitated, reminding me what mama told us. But as the older sister, I, of course, assured him it was going to be just fine. Let's just have fun. I started dropping handful after handful of the second pile onto the bonfire. And the flames grew. And they would have had been manageable if it were not for the slight wind that helped them grow dangerously towards the rose bush. Yep, my mom's favorite roses. Mom, who decided to check up on his Anas saw the scene while I was too entranced by the theatrics of it all, careless and oblivious to what was happening. Mama yelled my name, pointed at the rose bush, and that moment I just knew I had it coming. Now, the punishment wasn't just a standard pinch to my side or spanking, it was something more than that. 
My mom instructed me to stand by the flowers and experience the fire myself. Although the fire didn't physically reach the rose bush, its heat did. And it was hot, like the draft of heat you get when you open the oven. But just there, constantly coming at my face and my body. I was jumping up and down, crying out of anger and guilt. And the thought that salty tears might relieve the sting to my skin, it did not. It was not pleasant at all. I watched my mom standing beyond the flames and smoke. Her words still stick with me to these day. She said, I told you to be careful with the roses, but you went the other way and did not think of them at all. You need to learn how to care and respect for others, even plants. They would appreciate the care and hopefully in turn would respect and value you as well. We thrive when our community thrives. I was only by the rose bush for less than a minute until Mama brought me back to the other side, helped me wash my face with water to cool off, kill the bonfire, and the three of us walked back inside. The epilogue is mixed. Months later, our avocado tree finally began sprouting many healthy fruits. Two years later, we left behind our familiar tropical sunshine to live in the foreign landscape of Northern Virginia. Mama gave up her garden so that her children could get the best opportunities in the United States. Her American dream for me and my siblings. Four years after a big move, Mama died of a symptomatic stage four liver and lung cancers. Days before the start of my senior year in high school and my heart simply broke. Her passing devastated everyone who knew her. It was only during the funeral that I truly experienced how many individuals felt her deep love and care. Hearing all of these stories, I realized that she had the special ability to plant a beautiful garden wherever she lived, and she made a community in a new place, always with respect, care, and love. She thrived in it, and she shared that with others. I have uprooted and replanted myself in several more different environments and experiences throughout the years as I've grown, and I have always kept this lesson of community with me. And now looking back, I can see how the pieces fell into place, how I see, act, and react to the world, to my experiences, to the work that I do with development and youth, to my communities, to my family and friends. These have all been rooted in the values that my mom led by example throughout her life and shared with me. Values of respect, care, and love. All hopefully resonating loudly amongst us, especially now, as we face this unifying challenge that can only be overcome by values of community. At the time, I didn't know this rosebush mishap would stay with me all of these years, or that my mom's love of gardening would help me guide the direction of my life. And so I wanted to let mom know, this Mother's Day, wherever she is, that I have plants of my own now. <laughs> and I'm proud to report that they are surviving and even thriving but most importantly, I want to tell her that I thank her deeply, miss her even more, and that I am a mother's daughter. Adrian's mother would be proud to know that she has dedicated her career to championing economic empowerment of youth worldwide. Most recently, she created a global mentorship program for young professionals interested in pursuing public health careers. Thank you, Adrian, for your story. This has been another episode of Conversations Over Cafecito, brought to you by the National Latino Network for Healthy Families and Communities, a project of Casa de Esperanza that builds bridges and connections among research, practice, and policy to advance effective responses to eliminate domestic violence and promote healthy relationships within Latino families and communities. For more information, visit nationallatinonetwork.org.
This program was produced by the staff at Casa de Esperanza's National Latino Network and with music composed by Joey Horton. I'm Marisa Kurtz. Thank you for listening. Hasta la próxima.